0: Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Well, welcome back to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast. We are continuing on in our journey in Philippians. I've got Christian again with me today. Christian, how are you doing? How was your week?
1: Uh, I had a great week. Very productive. Getting back into a routine and glad to follow the Lord more and more in that routine.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm glad uh, you brought that up because today we will actually be focusing a lot on this word, the manner of life. And what does it have to do with the Lord and specifically in Philippians? Well, Christian, last time, I just want to recap before we go on. We've been going through the book of Philippians, and we have been seeing that the focus is on our experience of Christ. But over the past couple of podcasts, what I've really appreciated is how Paul really focuses on not just our personal experience of Christ, but also our corporate experience of Christ. So what what do I mean by that? My experience of Christ is for you your experience of Christ is for me. These are not separated things, but rather I would even dare to say we need to experience Christ for one another. I would even say that this was one of Paul's big burdens that he has brought out here in Philippians 1, that yes, he was alone in prison, isolated, but at the same time, he was enjoying Christ for the believer's sake in Philippi. And the believer's in Philippi, we're enjoying the Lord for Paul's sake, and I think we will continue to develop this matter of not just our individual experience of Christ, but our corporate experience of Christ, and that brings us today to our verse here in Philippians 1, but before we get there, Christian, do you have anything you want to add on that?
1: I think uh, like you're emph- emphasizing, Philippians, it's a book about the experience of Christ, I think it's awesome all of the the truth and even kind of doctrinal points we've gotten into, but even those points like in Romans about the Lord being the spirit and setting our mind on the spirit and having freedom in the spirit, all these things, they need to become an experience to us. They need to become real to us. They become real to us uh, through the spirit as uh, this person, this wonderful person, Christ to us. and in a sense this is this is like what we're made for to enjoy our wonderful Christ so uh, glad we could get into some more uh, of the verses here in Philippians to see Paul's writing on that
0: well that is the truth right there Christian do you happen to have Philippians 127 all right do you mind reading that for us because that's the focus of the verse uh, the focus verse that we will be getting into today
1: So this is Philippians 1.27. Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, that whether coming and seeing you or being absent, I may hear of the things concerning you, that you stand firm in one spirit, with one soul, striving together, along with the faith of the gospel.
0: Thanks for reading that before we dig into this verse again, like we shared in the opening here in 27, he says, whether coming and seeing you or being absent, I may hear of the things concerning you. So again, reemphasizing that our experience of Christ is for one another. Well, today, Christian, we are actually focusing on this last part of the verse that you stand firm in one spirit, with one soul striving together along with the faith of the gospel, which I think we'll spend a lot of times kind of digging this verse and uh, opening it up. But before we get into this matter of one spirit and one soul, I want to bring in this context of conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And what does that have to do with the one spirit and one soul. Christian, do you have anything you want to open concerning this manner of a life worthy of the gospel?
1: Yeah, when I first read that, immediately my first thought is like, oh, that's that's preaching the gospel. But kind of think about it or look at it a little bit closely. Maybe he's not talking about us preaching the gospel. Paul's not telling us you need to be preaching the gospel like in a kind of a, a zealot or something. Way, but he's talking about our our manner of life. I think he's really talking about uh, in a corporate sense, right? You were talking about this is really kind of mentioning our, our corporate experience of Christ. So then, like, what kind of a manner, what kind of conduct do we as a group of believers have? What kind of a testimony? What kind of an expression do we have when other people see us? Today, when we look at the different Groups of believers, what kind of expression are we seeing? Are we seeing an expression that's worthy of the gospel of Christ? When we look at ourselves, oh Lord, are we as a group, do we have an expression that is worthy of the gospel of Christ? Are we displaying good news? Is that what we're showing to people?
0: You're exactly right, Christian, because I'm kind of like you. When I read this verse, the first thing I thought is activity. Are we doing enough things so are we going to the soup kitchens enough are we going to third world countries enough are we feeding the poor and there is nothing wrong with any of these things but the context in verse 27 is not talking about more activity what he's talking about like you said christian is a manner of life which essentially means a testimony so when people see us do they see just people who are doing a bunch of good works? Do they see a group of people that know the scriptures very well? Or do they see a group of people that are actually testifying Christ as the good news in their manner of life? Right? And I think this is the hard part because we as human beings, we can do a lot of things. We can be very active and feel like and pat ourselves on the back and saying, well, we did our part this week. But when it starts touching on our manner of life this is very different than just being able to check things off the box and that actually brings us to the next part of the verse this matter of standing firm in one spirit and let's stop here for a second christian because i want our listeners for especially for the ones that have not been following our our podcast series from genesis to know that there is a distinction between this the word spirit and the word soul here so sometimes In Christian writing we get confused and we think they're the same thing they're exchangeable but if you look at first Thessalonians 5 23 it actually says may God himself the God of peace sanctify you thoroughly and through may your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ so here Paul in first Thessalonians what he's saying is there are three parts to man spirit soul and body and if you followed our romans podcast you realize that when we got saved and we sing this song that says jesus came into my heart the precise address is our spirit and we brought this out a lot in our podcast concerning romans 8 that it's the spirit with our spirit so i just want to give that background but what we're talking about here that you stand firm in one spirit what's the significance (laughs)
1: <laughs> great questions you know in, in our discussion just as believers our spirit that's where we've been regenerating that's where we've received the divine life of God that's our lowest com- least common denominator as believers that's where Christ is when we come together as believers how can we have such a w- expression of oneness expression of Christ I think According to this portion of the word, you know it really helps when we come together based on that uniting factor, our spirit, which is Christ, Christ who is in our spirit. Otherwise, if we just come together for whatever other reason, it's very easy to become divided.
0: Yeah, Christian, I would say there is no way that we, as a group of believers, can have a proper testimony without us all standing firm in one spirit, because that's the foundation. I like what you said. That's the common denominator. That's what makes us all brothers and sisters. When we call each other, Hey brother or Hey sister, we're brothers and sisters because we all are born again from the Lord. We have the Lord's life. So we truly are brothers and sisters, but that life originates in the spirit. And so, our basis, our, our ground of oneness starts there. Actually first have to even know that we have a spirit. The second, we have to acknowledge this is a fact that we're all born again, Christians. And if the Lord has born us, if we're born again, Christians, we accept one another completely because the Lord has accepted us. Right. And this, this requires just standing. This is a fact. We are just standing with this fact and this is a glorious hallelujah fact. And so I like how you put this uh, foundation here, Christian, but as we all know, sometimes we're together on Sunday and we're seeing and worshiping God and spirits really flowing. And it's so easy to just, oh, we love one another. We're all one, right? But then Sunday ends and then we go outside and all of a sudden there is some differing opinions or differing thoughts or differing ideas. And while Growing up, and especially in the world, we celebrate uniqueness and difference. The Bible here is different than that. And we'll really dive into this for the next two weeks. But now we come to this matter, Christian. With one soul, striving together along with the faith of the gospel. Some translations translate it, it says, with one mind. Which, if we had time to dissect it, the mind is actually part of the leading part of the soul. But the idea is, okay... Yes, we can stand firm in one spirit. Yes, on Sunday, when we worship God together, we have no problems. Everything is great. But sooner or later, there is this matter of our soul, which consists of our mind, emotion, and will. And being one here, Christian, is a little more difficult. I don't know if you want to go ahead and just expand on this a little bit.
1: I'm looking for a verse in Acts. I can't find it right now, but. There were some brothers there in Acts, and it says they, they prayed together until they had the same mind, something like that. Again, it's like, how can we be one? How can we think the same thing? Is it I convince you or we can compromise? Really, it's it's all of us are terminated, and there's only Christ. Christ is ahead. So I, I appreciate Paul's speaking here, standing firm in one spirit that's the key for us to be able to strive together in one soul with one soul with one mind i was just considering practically how can we do that that may just be us coming together practicing to pray with one another to touch the lord in our spirit with one another only because we're fellow believers in the lord can we do that and that's so precious to come together with other believers and to, to come to the Lord together in prayer. That's really knitting us together in our spirit. And that, I think I've I've seen a little bit of that. I've definitely witnessed that being built up with the brothers and sisters in spirit. And then then we're striving together in one soul.
0: Yeah, amen. So the verse you're looking at for is Acts 114, where they said okay. they all prayed together in one accord steadfastly right and and i appreciate what you said there christian we said okay to be one in spirit just just need to stand with that fact but to be one in soul you need some striving and i would even say that this is really the power and the impact of our testimony a testimony that is worthy of the lord it all needs to happen here And the reason I say that is, you know, in John chapter 17, when the Lord was about to be crucified, you know, he's sitting here, he's praying. And of all the things, you know, I I usually tell people if I knew I was about to die, I would not pray about frivolous things. In fact, I would only pray about the thing that is most important to me. And so if you apply that same logic, here's the Lord, he's about to die. He could pray about anything He could pray about world peace. He can pray about everybody getting along. He could pray about equality or, you know, all these things that are problems in the world. But he doesn't pray about any of those things. In fact, in John 17, 21, essentially he prayed about the believer's oneness. This verse here in 21 says that they all may be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me." And so the Lord here is tying our oneness, which is the oneness between Him and the Father He wants for us. This oneness is what causes the world to believe that the Father has sent Him. And this oneness that we're talking about here, this striving in one accord, requires that it's like you said christian it's not that we all just agree on the same doctrine or everybody who thinks the same hangs out together but we as members of the body of christ only have one head in my body there is one head there is not multiple heads There's just one and my head tells my body what to do and which direction to go well, the same can be applied here. You have two brothers. So, me and you, Christian, we're here. Maybe you have an opinion to go this way. I have an opinion to go that way. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter if it's your opinion or my opinion. At the end of the day, it's what does the Lord want? And I like how you brought in the, the verse in Acts. How do we know what the Lord wants? We know what the Lord wants through prayer, but not even praying. Like, I'll, I'll have a funny story. Sometimes my children, when they pray, they'll be like, and lord please let ben be good so essentially they're telling ben my youngest son to be good through prayer that's not exactly what we're talking about what we're talking about is completely submitting our own desire like i submit my opinion and you submit and put away your opinion and we just together in one accord look to the lord in prayer and ask for his opinion this is the striving that happens because this is not easy to do Christian, me and you, we've learned to live with our opinions for decades. So all of a sudden, you know, our culture, our opinion, all these things is welling up in us and we have to learn to let it go and turn to the Lord to look for his, that that requires some striving, right? And I don't know if you want to say something concerning that there, Christian.
1: I will just say that on the one hand, yes, this does sound difficult being one with other believers. But on the other hand, I would say this is truly like a next level of our experience of Christ. There's only so much we can experience the Lord as an individual. And I think that's by design, because the Lord is not just after us individual believers to be perfect little somebodies who may end up just glorifying ourselves. I think it really glorifies the Lord when he has a body full of fallen sinners, full of defects, and we're coming together and we're, we're admitting, oh, but we have a spirit. We have a spirit with Christ dwelling in it. And we're striving together to, to touch this one, to be one by leaning on him, by depending on him, by looking to him, by taking him as our head. So I I think this is, it's really marvelous and, and truly very attractive in the, and when the world sees this, right, they will believe that's what you were talking about from, from John. So may, may the Lord gain this more and more in all of us. Yeah.
0: Well, amen, Christian. We will wrap it up there. But again, I think this is just amazing. You know, we're seeing Paul here stuck in prison. And all he's focused on is the belie- other believers and their experience of Christ and how to, like, like you said, take our experience of Christ to the next level. Not just being spiritual individually, not, being, not just being conquer- you know conquering our sins and living a victorious life individually, but how do we learn to be one, not just in spirit, but also one in soul. And we'll actually get into some more verses about this next week. Well, Christian, again, I appreciate you for your time, bro. I always appreciate the fellowship. It helps me see the Bible so much clearer. And again, I hope all our students are enjoying these podcasts as we crank them out week by week. I think it feeds you and me uh, just as much as I hope it feeds them. Amen. Awesome, Christian. Thanks again.
2: To my body I am holy, sanctified in Christ, preserved, me. God is spreading in my being, as the Spirit filling me. From my spirit to my soul, to my body I am holy. Sanctified in Christ, preserved.